It's been another great year of films at the cinema, great cinematic experiences. I've loved every minute at the cinema, you know, gone to see some great films this year. I'm sure you've gone to see some great films this year. I'd love to know what your top films are, because that's what I'm about to talk about, which is my top 10 films of the year in terms of films that I saw in the cinema and even films I might have seen on Netflix. Um, I'm just going to break down like what I enjoyed most about the films and what the actual films are. So no further ado, I'm going to start at number 10. Number 10 of my top f- 10 films of the year of 2000 or of 2019, should I say, is uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the latest film from Quentin Tarantino, one of the best directors in the game, one of my favourite directors of all time. Really enjoyed this. Um, not as much as some of his other films, like Kill Bill, which is one of my favourites of all time favourite films of all time and probably my favourite Quentin Tarantino film um, or Pulp Fiction or any of those but I really enjoyed it really enjoyed Leonardo DiCaprio's performance he's always good in films um, especially him and Tarantino is a good partnership um, obviously they did a film they did a Django and I think actually I thought um, his performance in Django was probably his best performance of his career um, and he deserved an Oscar for that film really really good performance but I really enjoyed him in this um, but the performance for me that really stole the show was Brad Pitt's performance um, he was really good in it I thought he carried the film with a lot of charisma um, there was a lot of moments where there was no dialogue but his um, physical acting was really good in the film um, I loved his fight with Bruce Lee <laughs> I thought that was really really good Um and just yeah his whole demeanor I thought that character I really enjoyed that character he was like the real I felt like he was the real star you know <laughs> Leo was awesome but I just felt like he was the real star he kind of carried Leo's character in certain elements of the film and yeah I, I just really enjoyed that film it was really good so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my number 10 at number nine, it's Rambo: The Last Blood. Now, I know some people, some critics, didn't enjoy this film, and they say it wasn't great and all this nonsense. Well, I say nonsense. L- listen, film is subjective, so who am I to say that? But I really, really enjoyed Rambo: Last Blood. I'm a big fan of Stallone, and I thought this was a great film. Um, obviously, Rocky and Rambo are kind of his two babies in terms of his his own franchises, and. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed Rambo, Last Blood. Um, not as gory or as action-packed as the last Rambo film, but it still had a lot of that in there. <laughs> um, I, thought the fo- the f- I think the film had a nice emotional heart to it. By the time you got to the bad guys at the end, the killings that Rambo has to do at the end, you really felt it. You were like, yeah, get him, Rambo, you know, because of all the kind of despicable things that they had done throughout the film and yeah I just really really enjoyed Rambo um Last Blood I think it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't checked it out by the way by the way there will be some spoilers in this review so if you haven't seen it's kind of hard to say but once I announce the film if you haven't seen it maybe uh skip forward for a couple of minutes or something because um I will 
probably highlight some moments in the film that I really enjoyed. Uh, but n- number nine, we've got Rambo, The Last Blood. Really good film. Really enjoyed seeing it. And if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. And number eight, we've got John Wick 3. Now, John Wick, love John, I love this John Wick series. John Wick 3, the action was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And I think it really... It showed what Hollywood films could do if they actually focus on action as much as they do on dialogue scenes. And um, Chuck Pichowski, the director, has talked about that. You know, he's talked about the fact that his his films are designed with the fighting telling the story as much as the dialogue scenes, as much as the drama, you know, and taking time to prepare the action. And you could really see it with this, you know, Keanu Reeves just really put his heart and soul into this film. You know, he's passionate about this character. And I was absolutely blown away as everybody else was in the, in the cinema with that fight scene at the beginning in the uh, warehouse with the knives that was so good like i remember after the fight scene finished there was just a gasp and i've only had that experience a few times with certain fight scenes in films and um this film was had that with that fight scene the that the um downside of this film was it wasn't as strong narratively as the first two um i felt like the story wasn't as strong it felt a bit weak in terms of plot in a lot of points and also even though the fight scenes were the best thing about it they were also the worst thing about it because they felt like a lot of repetitive moves a lot of repetitive judo moves a lot of repetitive throws um that that it's like you'd seen the same throw like 20 times in a row whereas before the first two films i felt like there was a lot more jujitsu a lot more different throws a lot more jujitsu techniques um you know you see different moves other than you know simple um shoulder throws or you know um some aikido moves aikijitsu moves that were repeated um i would like to see a bit more jujitsu you know because before we had like nice blend of arm bars, arm platters, um, spider guard. We were seeing all these different sophisticated jujitsu moves um, in the first two John Wick films. You know, jumping guards. You know, pulling guards. You know, there was a lot of nice moves, um, but I just felt like there was too much repetitive um, throws in this film, um, which was a bit of a shame because I felt like the action could have gone up a notch in terms of the choreography in, in the fighting. Um, but it was still good. Um, another thing I felt was towards the end, even with the two guys from the raid, when he had the fight with the two guys in the raid from the raid, um, it wasn't as good as I was hoping the first time I watched it. Second time I watched it, I appreciated it a bit more because I, my expectations weren't as high, but, I felt like it could have been a bit better. Um, and also, because the action was... There was a quite a lot of action in the film, it kind of like felt like there was almost too much action at that point. Um, where it was like, okay, like let's wrap it up now. Because that's, that's how I felt like towards the end a little bit. Um, but overall, really enjoyed the... Um, 
really enjoyed John Wick 3. I thought um, Halle Berry did really well with her fight scenes with the dogs as well in um, Morocco, that fight scene in Morocco. That was a really good um, um, action scene with her, Keanu, and uh, the dogs in Morocco. That was fantastic. Um, and she really did well with, in terms of her movements and some of the throws she learned, some of the jiu-jitsu, some of the judo stuff she was doing was really good. Um, but yeah, John Wick 3 is my number 8. I was really looking forward to that, and um, it didn't disappoint overall. Um, but yeah, there was a few things that disappointed, but again, I really enjoyed John Wick 3. Anyway, moving on to number 7, we have Shazam! Now, this film, I was so surprised because when I saw the trailer, it's kind of funny. When I saw the trailer to this, I thought it was absolute s- crap. I thought it was rubbish. I thought, what is this? This looks silly, you know. Well, I'm going to see the silly film. And um, it was only when I saw the final trailer, I was kind of convinced. I saw the final trailer. I was like, hmm, actually, you know what? It doesn't look that bad. You know what? It looks quite funny. Let me check it out. And I was actually really surprised at how much I enjoyed this film. You know, it was really enjoyable. And it's ironic because Captain Marvel was the film out of the two that I was looking forward to the most, mainly because it's a Marvel film. Even though I wasn't like that blown away by the trailers, I was still like, you know what? It's Marvel. I'm going to probably like this film. I'm going to probably like this character. And I end up hating it. And it's actually one of my worst films of the year. So it's ironic that this was the film I thought was going to be one of my worst films of the year and ended up being one of the best. And I thought it was really really good like not only a good comic book movie a superhero movie but it was a really good film you know it was an enjoyable experience at the cinema it kind of had that superhero meets kind of big kind of story arc to it um and it just had that charm of like like a young boy and how he would be if he turned into a grown man who was a superhero um and i thought it was really played really well so yes shazam definitely enjoyed that i'm looking forward to seeing the sequel and i'm surprised i'm saying this but yeah that's my number seven film of the year number six was the irishman irishman was really good it was good to see martin scorsese go back to his roots with the um gangster films um having robert de niro playing the lead role who was really good in this film and joe pesci Harvey Keitel, you know, had a really good ensemble cast. Um, obviously, Al Pacino as well in there. And, um, yeah, it was a great performance from him. Um, yeah, really good film. Only My only gripe about this was that it was a bit long. That was it. You know, it was three and a half hours. And I feel like there was moments in the film that they could have taken out, but that they kept in. But at the same time, the pacing was really good. So... Even though it was too long, the pacing of it was really good that you didn't notice it as much as you would have even if if it wasn't helmed by such a slick director as Scorsese, you know. And some of the things I enjoyed was like when things like the text on the screen would come up and they would kind of say like how the person died, you know, as you're meeting the person. I thought that was really interesting. Kind of gave you this emotional attachment to the character before you even were introduced as you were just being introduced to the character. So that was one of the things I really enjoyed about the film technically. Um, But yeah, in terms of Scorsese's films... I would rate this maybe the fourth best film he's done. Now, I saw some people saying it's his best work, but uh, for me, that is still... The golden standard is still Goodfellas for me. 
followed by The Departed, then Wolf of Wall Street, then The Irishman. Um, and that's no slum on The Irishman because, you know, Scorsese is one of the best directors of all time. And, um, yeah, Irishman was really good, really enjoyed it. Um, and, yeah, definitely worth checking out on Netflix right now. So definitely check that out if you haven't. Um, number five, we got... Now, <laughs> the film... In England was called Le Mans, Le Mans 66. I understand there was probably reasons why they called it that f- title. But the title that I'm going to refer to it by is Ford versus Ferrari, which is a phenomenal title. I wish they had called, that, called the film that in England, but they didn't. Um, really enjoyed Christian Bell's performance in this. Matt Damon was really good in the film as well. Um, but I really enjoyed Christian Bell's performance. It was really strong and definitely worth checking out just to see his performance in this film um but the story was really good as well you know um about the ford motor company going up against ferrari in the lamar's 66 race um really heartfelt story great performances great acting great directing uh from the director uh james mangold director of um of um logan which was my film of 2017 so no surprises that i really enjoyed this one at number four we have knives out this one i was expecting to be i was expecting to be good but i wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was really enjoyed it um in terms of performances daniel craig absolutely smashed it he was phenomenal i thought he stole the show great ensemble cast you know got jamie lee curtis you've got um chris evans you know you've got a whole ensemble of um of actors in this film um but for me daniel craig stole the show he was really good really loved his accent in the film really good and um yeah it's good old-fashioned uh crime uh mystery film that really really worked really well um so yeah again if you haven't seen that go and see that that's a gem of a film really enjoyed knives out at number three probably the second most talked about film of the year joker oh god what a great film what a great performance there's so much controversy in the talk in in this film which was ridiculous before the film before the film was even released there were so many people like outraged by it saying it's gonna inspire violence and all of that when you watch the film, it doesn't hardly have any violence in it. And when the violence actually comes, it's kind of, in a weird way, it's like you understand it. You're like, well, you know, <laughs> this. there were a bunch of guys beating up this, abusing this woman and beating up this man. Like, you understand why he retaliated. So it was, it was really weird that people had that weird reaction. It's like they didn't want to like it before the film actually even came out (laughs) but you know what i think people really why it really hit a nerve is because they made this psychopathic character relatable they showed him before he was a psychopath because with the joker is a character that you can distance yourself from because he's so there's so much mystery about his past that he's just this psychopath character when we see him in the batman films that you don't relate to him but what they did really well with this film was they made him relatable, you know, and Joaquin Phoenix performance was really good where you felt sorry for him 
in many moments, you know, and that was so well done, you know, and I think it's important to, you know, films are not supposed to be, you know, social justice things, they're, they're pieces of entertainment, you know, they're not documentaries, they're not, you know, um, campaigns, they're entertainment, and um, I, but I also think that it's important for us to look at films and and use that as a chance. It's, it's it's an escapism, but it's also a way to kind of look at the shoes of people who we don't relate to, who we may despise and not like, but actually try to understand why they're that way, so that we don't become that way, or that we can help people that might be on the verge of becoming that way. So, Joker showed like a lot of things in society where you know it wasn't just him that was the bad guy it was the media that was the bad guy it was some of the people around that were the bad guy and the way they treated him and um they all contributed to his downfall obviously like he was responsible for his own downfall but it doesn't evade the the effects of other people had and that and society had on him so that was a very powerful film and um again that's why i think it touched a nerve with a lot of people but it's weird because most of the people that i spoke to who saw the film absolutely loved it you know i don't think i i think there might have been one or two people i spoke to who didn't like the film but i spoke to a lot of people and a lot of people it's their film of the year and they really enjoyed it um even my sister, like, she usually, even if she likes the film, she'll usually say, oh, it was okay, it was okay. She came back and she was like, oh, it was brilliant, it was brilliant. I was so like, wow, it must be good if she's saying that. So, yeah, Joker's number three. Really enjoyed it. Definitely worth checking out if you haven't. Number two, I only saw it a couple of days ago. Yip Man 4. Oh, I was so pleased with this film. It was so good. Good old-fashioned martial arts film. Donnie Yen, his best performance, you know, um, I think it's his best performance, his strongest performance is this Yip Man role that he's been playing, obviously Yip Man's based on a real life martial artist, the uh, real life teacher of Bruce Lee, who taught him the Wing Chun style, and um, Donnie Yen obviously trained in Yin, um, w- uh, Wing Chun for this role, and I don't think he had trained in Wing Chun before he took up the Yip Man role, um, but his skills in Wing Chun, this portrayal of the Wing Chun style was really good. Um, and it was a great fitting finale to this story, this saga that's been going on for the last 12 years, is it? 12, 12 11 years? Um, something like that. Or 10 years. it 10 years? I think it's the last 10 years. I think the first Yip Man film came out in 2009. Um, but yeah, that definitely this this film was up there with the first film for me in terms of the quality um i'm not sure which one i enjoyed more actually whether it's the first film or this film um i really loved the bruce lee the guy who played bruce lee in this was really good scott atkins again awesome martial artist i'm a big fan of his he was really good in this film and it was good to see him and donnie yen fighting opposite each other in this film so I absolutely loved it. I was blown away by the fight scenes. I was blown away by the story. Even got teary-eyed towards the end, you know. Um, it was really, really good. And definitely worth going to the cinema to see, you know. Because I've seen that there's only a limited run on in the cinema um, at the moment as I speak. As I'm doing this podcast now. And I was quite disappointed with that. Because Yip Man has a big 
um, following, you know, internationally. And a lot of people in the UK really enjoy the film. They're like, oh, have you seen IP Man? <laughs> so a lot of people really, whenever you say you're into martial arts, martial arts films, so oh, have you seen IP Man? You know, referring to Yip Man, they really enjoy this series. So would have wished they had released it a bit more wider um, in terms of its show times. But yeah, Yip Man, t- Yip Man 4 is uh, my number two film of the year. Number one, I'm sure you've guessed it. You know I'm a Marvel fan. It was Avengers Endgame. Now, this wasn't just my number one film of the year. This was, for me, the best comic book movie of all time. Of all time. And I've never really definitively said that about any comic book movie. Now, a lot of, a lot of people like to put The Dark Knight as the best comic book movie ever made. Some people say The First Avengers... Uh, both of those films, personally, I really enjoyed, but I think a bit overrated. Um, this one, for me, Endgame, I was blown away. I was blown away. Because when I saw the trailers, I wasn't that taken back by it. Obviously, they couldn't give away too much, because there was a lot of secrets in this film, a lot of surprises. But, oh boy, was I surprised. <laughs> there were so many moments in this film. And not only the quality of the film... It was the quality of the cinematic experience. I went to see this film in the the midnight showing because I didn't want any spoilers. I remember the internet was broken, like literally, because everyone was trying to get tickets when it came on sale um, after the final trailer came out. And I was like, for two hours, like clicking refresh, refresh, trying to buy my ticket. And I got my ticket to the midnight showing. I don't usually like going to midnight showings unless it's a film I'm really, really dying to see. And this was one I had to see before anyone else. Because all anyone was doing was talking about this film for like the for the two weeks that it was out. Two weeks, the first two weeks it was out. But anyway, the cinematic experience, going to see this film, it was like watching a football... It was like watching the football match at a football stadium. The cheers, the laughs, the cries. People were crying, people were laughing, people were cheering and jumping up and down. It was such an amazing experience. Like, when Cap grabbed Mjolnir, I remember jumping out of my seat, yes! You know, and clapping, and everyone, everyone in the cinema was doing the same thing everyone was clapping and cheering it was absolutely phenomenal it was this film and the cinematic experience i had watching this film for the first time is the reason why i love film it's the reason why i love going to the cinema and it's the reason why i make i'm a filmmaker and what i want to do as a filmmaker i want people to go to the cinema and have this kind of experience you know it was such a great experience just watching this um but as a film, like I said, it was full of surprises. That was one of them. Obviously, Cap grabbing Mjolnir. Um, the Avengers Assemble moment was phenomenal. Um, you know, Cap versus Cap. Um, man, there's so many moments. I, You know, I, 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 could, I could literally just sit here talking about Avengers Endgame for a long time. But for me, it, it was the best film of the year. It was the best cinematic experience I've ever had you know i've had some great cinematic experiences um the first time i saw the matrix obviously that was for me a a life-changing kind of experience because it was the film that really inspired me to become a filmmaker um then you've got kill bill the first time i saw kill bill absolutely thrilled by that that film um the raid and the raid 2 
that was a great cinematic experience. The fight scenes were so breathtaking. Everyone in the audience was on the edge of their seats and cheering and ooh and an ring, you know. But this one was just, it was incredible. It was like throughout the whole film, there was just, there was moments of silence and then there was just moments of cheering and moments of crying and, oh, it was so much fun. I went to see it seven times at the cinema. Seven times. I went to see it four times in the first week. And um, every time I went, it was packed. The cinema was packed, sold out. And every single ex- time I went to see it, there was cheers, there was cries, there was shouting, there was all of that. But that first time was, it was because, like, you know, there was hardcore Marvel fans at that show. And it was absolutely spectacular. You know, nothing topped to that. You know, the Hell Hydra moment got a huge round of applause um, the first time I saw it in that first cinema, in that first showing. It didn't get as much round of applause in the other showings as as the other moments did. Um, But yeah, in that first showing, it got the most, it got the most, like, round of applauses, the most cheers and... um, I'll never forget that experience. It's it's still with me today. As I'm talking about it, it's just it's just bringing a smile to my face. It was just so good, you know. Um, and yeah, I've seen the film many times since then. You know, I own the film on digital download. I've watched it a few times. Um, you know, it's a long film. It's three three hours, but you don't notice it. You know, I remember people complaining, "No, oh, it's three hours. Will I not be able to use the toilet?" I saw the film seven times at the cinema. Never once that needed to use the toilet. Used the to- I used the toilet before, and then I used it afterwards, and I was fine. You know, you just can't control your your bladder. You know, you literally don't drink too much, you'll be fine. You know, I still drank water and everything, but people were making a big uproar and I was thinking you know there used to be films that were like five hours long they used to show like Gone with the Wind and all of these films but anyway Endgame was brilliant the Russo brothers they can't do any wrong for me in terms of um what they've done with the Marvel their Marvel um films um from Winter Soldier which made everybody like Cap even though I liked Cap from um, the first Avengers movie um, the first Avenger movie, should I say, um, Captain America, first Avenger, um, to Civ- um, Civil War, Captain America, Civil War, um, Infinity War, and um, Endgame, like, they just really, they just smashed it, they absolutely smashed it, they're great filmmakers, great storytellers, and um, they just knew how to balance all the characters, bringing them all out, giving them all moments, you know, Um you know, I'm glad they gave Black Panther a great moment in this as well because he didn't really have any moments in Infinity War, even in the own battle, his own battle in Wakanda. You know, he didn't really have many moments. You know, which was disappointing. But he had a great moment in this with the Infinity Gauntlet, him, Spider Man, um, Hawkeye. You know, um, there were so many throwback moments. You know, like when he said Clint. You know, give it to me. That was from um, from. Um, from Civil War when when um, Hawkeye introduces himself says hey I'm Clint and he goes I don't care if he remembered his name there's so many little moments like that you know um, in the film that was just it was just such great fan service so if you've seen like all the Marvel films you just you get such so many great tie-ups you know um, and it was yeah it was just so well done and 
it was an achievement that you know i think it it'll be it'll be a little while till they do an epic a film as epic as endgame i'm sure it's coming i'm sure marvel will, will bring that in a few years time you know they'll do secret wars or something like that um where you'll get this kind of epic epic kind of showdown you know and thanos for me is the best villain of all time in movie history i don't care like people talk about darth vader they talk about the joker in terms of he he fledges joker and obviously now we've got um um joaquin phoenix's joker but that's a slightly different um um joker to the one we're talking about but for me thanos was is the best villain of all time you know he's a guy who he's became a he became a meme you know after infinity war you know after the snap he became a meme it was like everything everyone was had something if he became a a character that was relatively unknown to like a character that became in the pop culture kind of forefront and um yeah he was just he had a lot of admirable traits to him like his purpose his mission you know he was willing to to do what it takes to achieve what he thought was for the greater good which obviously wasn't most villains they believe that what they're doing is for the greater good um and that's what i think the films are doing really well um at the moment at this moment in time in our film history is they're showing villains not so much in a black and white but more in shades of gray they're showing them to be they're, show, they're showing elements of them that make you empathize with what they're doing even though what they're doing is wrong even though you disagree with it even though it's horrible but they're humanizing them more and i think that's more realistic than just showing them to be this evil character you know um they did that more in with Thanos in um infinity war than in this film in endgame um but he was still phenomenal in endgame you know he was more of a, you know, they, there was more brutality to him in Endgame, you know, and he had so many great lines, you know, um, so many great lines, you know, um, I know what it's like to lose, to feel so desperately that you're right, but to fail nonetheless. That was from Infinity War, and then he had, then in this this film, it was kind of it was like, and now, I'm gonna tear this universe to its last atom you know and then build a better one it knows not what it has lost but only what it has you know it's just a grateful universe you know and it's like man it was it was he was such an epic villain and it took an epic you know coming together of all the avengers characters all the marvel characters in the marvel universe cinematic universe that we know from phase one two and three to defeat him and his minions and it was epic and that moment i am iron man that just topped it up you know and i think it was i think it was fitting that robert downey jr the guy who started the mcu with iron man was the one who ended this saga with the snap to destroy you know Thanos and his minions with the Infinity Gauntlet I thought that was really fitting and um there was a lot of teary-eyed moments when he left when he um when he died um and yeah it was such a great experience and my film a year and again like I said for me best comic book film of all time maybe you agree maybe you disagree but for me that that 
it's it's my favorite of all time i think it's the best of all time and definitely my favorite my best cinematic experience not even of this year of 2019 but just ever and i'm sure hopefully i'll have a experience just as good maybe even better at the cinema um in the future maybe even maybe even in 2020 but yeah that's my top 10 list and um i'd love to know yours so leave me some comments on social media let me know what your top 10 films of 2019 is and um what films are you looking forward to seeing in 2020 um for me i'm really looking forward to seeing um the film hasn't come out in the uk yet um the film um 1917 the war film um by sam mendes which is kind of shot in a style that's like a one shot take one take kind of shot film um some, obviously it's um, not one take but the editing makes it appear to be one take so I'm really looking forward to seeing that you know I'm looking forward to Bad Boys for Life Will Smith and and um, uh, Martin Lawrence back as their their um, cop duo I'm looking forward to that I'm looking forward to um, uh, Wonder Woman 84 because I really enjoyed um, the first Wonder Woman I was presently surprised by that film because I wasn't really looking forward to it and then when it came out I was presently surprised Black Widow again. This film not wasn't really looking forward to, but again, Marvel they do something. I'm I'm gonna go see it. Um, there's a film with Michael, um, Jake Michael, um, uh, Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> should I say, and um, Jamie Fox, Just Mercy. Um, I'm interested in seeing that. Looks like a sad story, but um, looks like some great performances from those two. Um, Brie Larson's in that film as well um, Venom I'm looking forward to that Venom 2 um, the new James Bond film looks great might be Daniel Craig's last out in as Bond um, the trailer was really really good so I'm really looking forward to that there's a lot of good films coming in uh, 2020 um, there's a lot really good films coming all the films that look really really good um, I'm looking forward to um but those are some of mine that i'm looking forward to so i'd love to know yours as well so find me on social media at aston regis leave some comments send me a message tell me what you you're looking forward to i'd love to know your thoughts anyway i'll see you next year in 2020 for some more movie reviews peace and happy new year